Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Greeting Earthlings, and welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's show, there are more job openings than ever before. Some big-time investors are betting on a startup that's promising to be, quote, the world's most badass recruitment engine, and buckets of cash continue to go into artificial intelligence. Beep, bop, beep, bop. Stay tuned. America's job exchange is a market leader in diversity recruitment and an OFCCP compliance solution provider. We serve over a 1,000 customers, consisting of federal contractors and subcontractors, to SMBs and Fortune 500 organizations. America's Job Exchange specializes in job distribution to over 6,500 state one-stop career centers and community-based organizations, ensures the creation and maintenance of state credentials, obtains veteran preference on job postings, robust outreach management, and supports effective, positive recruitment efforts designed to recruit individuals with disabilities, veterans, women, and minorities. For more information, call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. All right, all right, all right. We're back. So much to talk about this week. Yeah, well, we don't forget about last week being in Minnesota, yeah. giving giving props to our guys at uh, TA Tech, Pete and Peter Weddle. Thanks, guys. We had a lot of fun in Minnesota, uh, live casting from the show, and uh, the reception was fantastic. Uh, a lot of fun, great weather, even better beer. Uh, thank you, Minnesota, and, and thank you, TA Tech. Much love, much love. Much love. Uh, all right, let's dump, uh, dive into it. Um, lots going on. Uh, we're never, we're never, we're never not shocked at how much is going on, um, in our industry. (laughs) Um, so news out this, this week, more job postings, more job openings, more available opportunities than ever before. Gross. That's, that's a land of opportunity. If you're a a vendor in this space, because companies are spending money. Well, they're spending money in so many different ways. I mean, it's not just one layer, right? So you're talking about being able to focus in specific industries, specific types of jobs, areas. And then we get into some of the, the, the conversations around um, uh, whether they're freelance, whether they're full time. Uh, and then also, you know, really some of the um, the optimization effects that we might have with AI and things like that. So, I mean, all the way through, I mean, recruiting vendors all the way through should be looking for uh, opportunities to, to build a, a ton of bridges because they're out there. There are huge, huge gaps in this industry. So I want to take a little bit of a historical perspective on this. Uh-oh. Because you and I remember, let's call it 05 to 07. And yeah. we also remember the '99-ish <laughs> period, which we don't we don't we don't need to go that back that back that far. Why do you always have but, to date? But remember, <laughs> remember when it was companies were spending money, we were growing, we were coming oh, yeah. out of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the the jumping of the shark was like Sherm parties with 
uh, Five Floors at the Palm Reserve, Bare Naked Ladies, the band, um, doing like poolside shows. Um, and Bare Naked Ladies. So with Sherm coming up soon, you know, <laughs> in New Orleans, you know, yeah. I'm really curious to see if we're going to, you know, will we be witness to the next crash if we see vendors going way overboard with the parties and the spending um, etc. But I, I think there's maybe a word of caution in all this stuff, but there is certainly opportunity. And I think uh, I'd like to think that maybe we're smarter than last time and we're more focused on products and delivering value um, than on. we are uh, mojitos at the Palms. But yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, don't bet on it. Don't bet on that at all. As soon as the money starts flowing, uh, you'll start seeing the same thing. I don't see you'll you'll see that at Sherm this year. But again, as we continue to see these types of trends, um, and, and I believe we will, uh, then it doesn't matter, man. It's the sales machine. And the sales machine is the smooze machine. And the schmooze machine is all of that shit you just talked about. So it, it'll be back. It doesn't matter. Yep. And it's it's also, I think, cranking up to be the acquisition machine. <laughs> um, so as we'll talk a little bit about some startup cash um, but I got to think a lot of these startups are just hoping to catch the wave of all things AI and deep learning and yada, yada. Um, yeah. and if they can make a splash at Sherm and get the attention of someone with bucks, you know, acquisitions will start falling out of the sky. I remember, uh, a few years back, uh, if you remember bright.com. Oh yeah. That was eventually uh, acquired by LinkedIn. You know, mm-hmm. part of their thing I think was like, Make a huge splash at Sherm, so yeah. we get the attention and get and get bought somewhere. But uh, yeah, I, it's a fun time, but you know, there's huge amount of risk there, and uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if in a year or so we're talking about a lot of companies hurting um, and a lot of bad things, aside from the Comey testimony and all that political <laughs> political stuff. Um, but there's also uh, some news around. The gig economy—that's very interesting—that um, right. we both believe are, uh, is playing into the lack of, of demand or lack of um, lack of uh, talent in supply. Um, a couple of news items from this week: TaskRabbit, uh, which is a fairly well-known uh, service, particularly out in the West Coast and bigger cities, uh, not like us here in little old Indiana. Um, so they allow people to do simple tasks for money, um, deliver dry cleaning, uh, fix my, my porch swing, um, right. little tasks like that to make money. And apparently people are making, you know, not a living necessarily, but they're, they're supplementing income um, and doing pretty well. So, you know, the gig economy from TaskRabbit's perspective, they're growing into new cities. Uh, Kalo, formerly Listable, um, got the backing of some two pretty big Silicon Valley investors uh, this month. Um, what they do is they manage contract workers. Um, the number of contract workers and giggers is growing. I don't think that's going to stop um, the trend. And the Secret Service even is allowing more potheads to come into the service, <laughs> clearly because they're, you know, they're... Uh, <laughs> They're 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 adding employees, but they you know there's not enough uh, you know supply of people who don't do pot and do drugs yeah. and whatever, and they're kind of relaxing uh, the rules to get into the service. So 
there's some really huge economic trends around here, and, and I think it's really interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, you take a look at, like, TaskRabbit and, and Uber and those types of, of on-demand types of jobs that you can get into. I mean, the, the economy is changing, and some of those jobs, like the Uber jobs or the TaskRabbit jobs, you can do while you have a full-time job. So if you're looking to just make some money on the side or something of that nature, you can still do that. Um, so, I mean, there's just great opportunity that's out there. And instead of, as you'd said, actually taking these things on as full-time jobs, they, they won't be. If you just take a Saturday and, and you're going to do tasks around the neighborhood and you're getting, and you're getting paid for it, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. But on the, on the Kahlo or Kalo or Kahlo side, um, you know, you and I, I think, you know, we, we, we understand this probably like maybe some of our listeners do because we are freelancers and to be a, an expert in specific areas, uh, subject matter expert in, in specific areas, um, to have a platform where you could prospectively be found more, right? Uh, that, you know, that's very valuable for, for us as a talent, but it's also incredibly value for an organization who, I mean, it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of money to find individuals like us to be able to help them out. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a smart opportunity. Um, I think they were billing themselves as like the, weren't they like the badass kind of recruitment engine or something like that? I don't know that's going to be it. I think it's, it's a great segment. It's a growing segment. Uh, and I think it's incredibly smart. It's a way to get attention too. Yeah. Call yourself the next badass recruitment engine. People will, you know, sometimes take notice. Aside from the fact that you have some pretty big name uh, Silicon Valley uh, investors behind you, Very I'm much curious. So. Yeah. If at what point do companies create an environment that is more favorable to a contract worker or a, a freelancer than is currently out there? I mean, right now it's essentially. You know, you need a service. Okay, they cost this much. Let's give them that, and then we're done. Right. But it, but it, eventually, it seems like companies are going to have to build a brand around how they treat you know freelancers. It's based diggers. on it's based on need. No, I mean it's totally based on need. Not to mention, it is incredibly smart. So let's say, for instance, instead of taking a look at a job as an FTE, you know, full time employee type of scenario, how do you break that down into projects? Right. And it's just looking at the job differently than what you do right now and taking it in chunks as opposed to these long, you know, these these long iterations. So, uh, again, if you need somebody to actually build partnerships or build technology or whatever it is, you break it into a project. And as you can scope it specifically, then you can go out and you can start pulling talent in to be able to do that. Now, obviously, you don't have to worry about the benefits and all those other things. I mean, it's it's an entirely different scenario. But I think companies who understand that, they, they and they will because they're really hurting for talent in some areas, they're going to, they're going to have to pivot somehow, some way. That's either paying people a hell of a lot more money and stealing them from from uh, competitors and or looking at the project based kind of scenario and getting freelancers in there i think it's it's just incredibly smart and as you build a strategy for your talent acquisition pipeline you can't just look at fte you've got to look at all aspects of the type of talent that you can touch bring in and actually uh you know achieve the mission and, uh, and objectives for your organization 
it seems to me like smart companies will figure out ways to really sort of nail down the best contractors and the best sort of freelancers out there. Because I don't, I don't have a sense right now that they are in any significant way. It's like, yeah. come work on the project. Thanks. We're done. Yeah. Like there has to be, you know, if, if you contract with a big company with, with a famous CEO, like maybe it's, you know, every quarter we'll have lunch. The contractors will have lunch or a web stream mm-hmm. with our CEO right. or, you know, something that is just going to bring in contractors because, you know, we, we sat with a company that I won't mention the name uh, in Minnesota who very, very recently just had started employment branding and just started, uh, you know, bringing marketing and recruiting mm-hmm. to the table together and having these conversations. Right. And this is a large company, you know, companies that start building a brand like, Hey, come freelance for us, not just for the money, but for a B and C. And I think that's something that will happen, but I'm not seeing it currently um, right now. Well, and I Maybe think they were, tech folks. I think they were actually ahead of the game in some cases too, because we have these employment branding um, departments that have been a part of uh, who haven't really focused on the holisticness of marketing itself. Because again, when you're touching candidates, you're touching customers too. And that effect could be negative on your bottom line if you don't treat those candidates well. This organization, again, they were just starting up this whole employer employee um, employer brand uh, department kind of piece. It was a project, actually. Um, they got that right out of the gate, and they understood that that was a part of the objectives they had to focus on. So they weren't coming in, you know, kind of with these old 1990s way of this is how our employment brand works. It was something entirely different, and it was cool. Well, you heard the bell. Time to move topic. on. Move on. Uh, it's it's way too much for me to think about. I think I'm just going to have a joint and apply to the Secret Service. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back. Recruitment is an interesting space. We all say we're looking for a cool, new, fresh source of talent. Meanwhile, we keep going back to the same old sites and sources again and again. So here's something you may not have tried. Beyond's Flex Plan. Beyond.com is a powerhouse with over 56 million job seekers and huge site traffic. They've helped thousands of companies connect with talent through job advertising, resume search, email marketing, text recruiting, and more. Beyond's Flex Plan gives you targeted exposure for all your jobs for one low, flat rate. Here's how it works. You tell Beyond how many jobs you have, and Beyond gives you one simple price to market all of your jobs in its diverse network. Beyond pulls the jobs right from your career site and uses an algorithm to target the right talent. No messy cost per click and monthly budgets and such. Just set it and forget it. And here's a Chad and Cheese podcast special. Try Beyond's Flex Plan Trial Package. It's a three-month, full-service trial at 80% off of their Flex Plan rate. 80% off. Just go to beyond.com slash cheddar to learn more. That's beyond.com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. Beep. I wish I had a better, I wish I had a better MP3 file for this. <laughs> we're going to get that Jetsons. Uh, That's right. Song. That's Jetsons. Now we're, now we're dating ourselves. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah. The, the, the onslaught of the machines continues. Yes. Um, and our yeah. tech segment of this week's podcast. Uh, first to note work key. 
and Clustree. I don't know if they have the same naming agency. Um, <laughs> both raised about eight million dollars for AI recruitment stuff, and yeah. you know yeah. these guys are churning out so fast I can't even keep up. But money, 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 cash, money keeps going into AI, and I don't see yeah. it stopping. Well, and they've got some different angles here too, which is really kind of cool. Uh, Worky is is focused on kind of like using um, AI in the anonymous on the on the anonymous side for job seekers. Um, so those who currently have gigs, um, but they want to get into this platform uh, and get into like an AI job matching scenario, um, they're not out there for their employer to see. So it's an anonymous kind of AI job matching scenario where Clustree is. It's interesting because we always talk about how retention is so important, yet many companies really don't pay enough attention to how they treat their employees, which means they're not really focusing on retention. Um, Clustery is, they're more about employee career pathing and being able to show your your employees through artificial intelligence uh, and also management what candidates, internal candidates, are best for uh, really career pathing into new jobs and so on and so forth. It, it works externally too, but I think the, the really cool angle that they have here is for the internal and to be able to focus on retention. So um, a couple of really cool spins to what we've seen with AI thus far. Um, and we'll, we'll see we'll see where it goes. I think, again, if they make a lot of noise, maybe somebody buys them, maybe somebody gives them more money. I think, I think not that you're alone, in thinking that these are cool, but I think you're in the minority. Really? When I talk, recruiters don't want to hear this garbage. They don't, dude. Recruiters don't care recruiters about retention. laugh. They don't care about retention. No, they, the whole AI, chat bot, technology replacing headhunters and what they do, recruiters don't want to hear it. And either they're going to be really right or they're going to be really wrong. Um, do they have their head in the sand? Or do they have a point? Maybe the stuff is pie in the sky, you know, pile of steaming garbage, like, <laughs> you know, matching stuff back in the day. Time will tell. But when you talk to, when I talk to recruiters, dude, they don't want to hear any of this stuff. They think it's garbage. Uh, here's the thing. And the recruiters I've talked to are recruiters who have been in for 10, 15, 20 years, right? And they're looking to actually embrace it because they see it as something that will empower them to do more, quicker, faster. So it's not something where they look at it and say, oh, that that's just a, a steaming hot pile of garbage. They're actually very astute and they're looking to see how can I how can I use this and leverage this to be even better than what I am right now? Because if we focus on how we can use these these tools um, and we can master these tools. We can be better than our than our competitors, or in their case, other recruiters. So if recruiters are laughing at it and they're not paying attention, that that's 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 their choice, man. But it's going to suck to be them. Let's agree that the 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 universe of recruiters you know are smarter than the ones that I probably know. <laughs> I, would and, say, yeah, I would say probably, but, but I do, but I do think that that. The majority of recruiters are scared of this, that they don't, you know, it's change. Embracing change is scary. You know, let me get on LinkedIn. Let me send out emails. Like 
they're scared of this. Um, and I think, you know, it's going to displace a lot of recruiters. I think the best of the best will rise to the top as usual. But I think a lot of a lot of the ones that I talk to don't want to hear about this. They want to just ignore it or hope it goes away, mm-hmm. like a lot of the other technologies of the past. Um, and we'll see if you know. We'll see what happens. But I really, think the only the only recruiters that need to worry about this are the big staffing agency recruiters, because um, those companies that's their that is their entire business model. Period. Right. So they are constantly crunching using technology, they're doing all these different things to be able to maximize and optimize, which means really reduce headcount. Um, and to be able to use technology like this to do that, there, there's a possibility. I think the corporate recruiter um, doesn't really have to worry that much. This is actually something that will will empower them to be able to do more of what they should be doing in the first place, uh, which is that that uh, inter- that interaction, the interviewing, uh, those types of things. So from a sourcing standpoint, we're seeing amazing uh, amazing things happening with hiring solved and Brylant. Uh, from a from a scheduling thing, was it uh, Vervo was doing scheduling. Um, then there's videos. I mean, there's so much that's going on that will empower and give back time to a recruiter. Uh, I don't, I don't see this as a bad thing at all. And I don't think it's going to chop any heads from a corporate recruiter standpoint, but if your business is recruiting, then you might want to look, look really close at this one. And does it really matter? Cause we're all going to be driving Ubers and delivering dry cleaning anyway. <laughs> um, so more on the tech end, we got to move on from from these startups. Uh, Twitter had some interesting news recently. Yeah, um, they're getting into the Autobot game with a new ad product um, that essentially will have an automated chat component through their direct messaging. Did you say uh, Autobot? Did you say Autobot? As in, I don't know what I just said. As, as, I, I just Transformers. <laughs> keep in mind, I got a two month old at home, so you know if I say stupid stuff, uh, you know why. But so you have Maya and Olivia, yep. uh, two of the ones that are currently trying to get some some uh, some leverage in employment, um, and now you have Twitter, which obviously has a lot more you know a lot more people, a lot more eyeballs. Um, companies can you know a, a case that could be made is you could have an, an ad that says what you know what are you most interested in sales, customer service, technology, and then based on your choice, you could have a, an automated conversation. Um, on Twitter with companies. Yep. So, you know, I think we both agree that this is a, this is an incredible efficiency. Um, and Twitter getting into this is maybe some, some validation that uh, companies should start looking more at, at chat bots and how that can help, help their business. It's an overall, I mean, from an overall standpoint, it's a validation, but also uh, we saw a survey that most, I mean, most job seekers, they just want interaction. They don't care if it's w- with a chat bot or yeah. a human being, they just want interaction. So when we take a look at the the Maya, Olivia, uh, Twitter, or even like um, yeah, or yeah, or chatty people th- that are that are integrating with uh, with uh, Facebook Messenger, the biggest the biggest thing that you have to look at, and and I'm not going to say that talent acquisition isn't really good at strategy, but you have to take a look at all of these different chatbots because they're going to be on different platforms. And you're going to have to have something that is incredibly seamless with regard to brand, messaging, uh, and touch. Because again, you're not just touching uh, prospective candidates or applicants, you're, you're actually touching customers. So from a branding standpoint and from a consistency standpoint, 
um, you've got to have your act together. And this is going to be something that that I really believe is is going to take off because from a customer service standpoint, um, it's just too easy. It, it really is. And it, and it does provide that near human touch from some of the um, some of the research that I've seen. Uh, most of the individuals who are actually um, interacting with chatbots didn't know they were chatbots. They thought <laughs> they were real people. So, I mean, this is something that's going to happen and, and something that could really help uh, many brands get a better, really a better brand out there than they have right now because they don't, they have crappy tarnished, my resume went into a black hole, they never contacted me kind of brand. I also think that if if you're looking to sort of tiptoe into chatbots, Twitter is Twitter advertising is a nice way to do that. Whereas, you know, a my or something is more of a commitment. So if you want to kind of dip your toe in, Hey, what's this automated conversation thing look like? Um, Twitter is kind of a nice way to, to dip your toe into the water. It's um, tons of research though, man. I mean, it, I definitely, I agree. Dip your toe in the water, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to engage with somebody who can do this research for you, understand what your objectives are and, and really lay out a path to start using these types of technologies. Um, many companies will try to do it themselves and they will fail miserably. I mean, it'll be, it'll be nasty. Um, it's really, it's, I can't say it enough. You really should focus on, and this goes back to the Kahlo thing. This goes back to looking at, at as a project, have, bring somebody in to do research that knows this kind of stuff and, and they can give you really an outlay of where you should go, what you should do, and give you some uh, good expert recommendations as opposed to, oh, let's just wing it. Wing it works for me, but anyway. Um, <laughs> more, more in the tech news. No! Uh, 15 years to, you know, it took a while, uh, but we finally have someone touting themselves as the Google, Google Analytics for recruitment. Thank God. Um, and that goes to our buddies at Recruitix, yep. um, who are known as sort of... Uh, programmatic ad buying optimization solution uh, that a lot of vendors really like. Um, they have essentially given companies the power to put a little piece of code on their uh, websites, probably most cases their ATS, to actually start understanding, you know, who's referring traffic, who's referring the best traffic, what is that traffic costing you, uh, what keywords, I mean, if if you're familiar with analytics tools like Google Analytics, um, this is sort of a stripped-down, simplified version for employers. Um, frankly, I'm surprised it took this long for someone to do this. Yeah. I know that certain ATSs have pretty simple uh, dashboards and analytics, but um, you know, big ups to Recruitix for finally uh, allowing this or enabling this uh, for people to get, and it's also free, just like Google Analytics. So um, good on them. Well, it's smart because obviously you want to be able to get your name out there uh, and people were using Google Analytics for years because it was free. And this is, again, it's more of a stripped down model, but I think it's it's smarter for most talent acquisition right out of the gate, even even the, the brand side of the house, to be able to use a platform like this because it is specifically formatted for the recruiting side of the house. So that I, good for them, man. And I, I agree. I can't believe it's taken so long, but uh, it's here. So if you're in talent acquisition, any type of technology whatsoever, and you're bitching and moaning because you don't have analytics and you don't know where your traffic's coming from, um, it, it's time to at least uh, dip your toe in the water finally. Yep. And underscore it's, it's free. Um, the reason it's free, and I think it will probably stay free, 
is that it, it's a loss lead for their other services. So I think they want to get more into the employer, the direct employer side of things. They've been a really good sort of vendor partner with yeah. marketing, but I think they've had a, they've had a, they've had a hard time uh, getting into employers. So this is a nice way maybe for them to offer this for free. Employers do it, and then they can have a conversation around optimizing their programmatic ad buying. You remember so, when yeah. freemium, remember when freemium was the thing? Still is the thing for a lot of people. Yeah, Premium didn't go away. It, I'm not saying that it went away, but I'm just saying it's 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 in recruiting. It just it was like it was all over the place. Now, I mean, it it maybe this will be a resurgence of it. <laughs> free is good, man. People like free. Um, free. But what's not free is our sponsor, WebClip Drop. But they've got a hell of a deal uh, that you'll hear about. And when we come back, we'll talk about Google and Apple. Want a productivity tool that you can provide to your recruiters that is easy to use and instantly eliminates the busy work of recruiting? Making your recruiters two times faster on the web? Then you'll want to check out WebClip Drop, which is a browser-based productivity tool that your recruiters will love. Using WebClip Drop, your recruiters can instantly clip any profile or resume from any site online, and then they can drop that data into your applicant tracking system CRM, or even send a clean profile URL to hiring managers for review, saving hours of copying and pasting data, or cleaning resumes for introduction. WebClip Drop can also find the email contact information for most professional contacts online, saving you thousands of dollars in fees for paper contact sites. There's much more this powerful and simple tool can do. Check it out now at webclipdrop.io and use the promo code HIREDAILY2017. No spaces to get an exclusive offer only for podcast listeners. Good stuff. Chad, you're all on this job tech story, so why don't you uh opine on that for a little so bit? I think it's 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 hilarious and it's cool and it, and it just makes sense. So so a company I've never heard of before, uh job tech out of Singapore, uh they yeah. really they they re- they released this this statement. Hi, I'm Joe from Job Tech. Joe from Job Tech. Okay. What kind of job tech? No, yeah, we're, we're job tech. Okay, what kind of job tech? Who's on first? Me. Um, yeah. So, anyway, it's it's simple. They they threw out this like blanket statement. I mean, you're talking about you know the whole uh, the whole uh, job tech. I want to take on the Google state statement where they want to take on Google for jobs and they want to match AI in their AI matching. Uh, which I think, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny cause nobody, at least again, I haven't heard of job tech, uh, and they're taking on the, the, the big boy. So it's a David and Goliath kind of thing. Um, and, and Google actually replied and said, we'll get back with you. I don't know. I mean, it was, it was better than not getting a reply at all. So I think it was, I think it was, it was funny. Uh, and, uh, I don't know that anything will come out of it, but nobody would be talking about job tech, uh, yeah, nobody yes. would be talking about them at all. Now we're talking about them. But we are, because we are suckers for this kind of PR crap. We, we got sucked into it. But, I mean, if you think about it, um, Google might not have better job tech at this point uh, than job tech does. I mean, from an AI standpoint, because, you know, and again, you take a look at some of the AI, AI job matching AI that's out there, like we talked about with... Hiring Solved and Bryant and and those guys have been doing this for a while, uh, and they have a ton of data actually backing uh, some of the customers that they have. So Google might not be number one, but 
the survey that I sent over to you, which I'm not betting that, against Google. <laughs> you wouldn't that's, because that's stupid money. Because because Apple and Alexa at one time uh, were the number one when it came to really voice recognition and AI for home devices. And now Google is. So, I mean, if you're going to play the long game, and this is what you and I disagree about in some cases, uh, is, is bet on Google. You know, if you guys, if you're an applicant tracking system and you have search technology, proprietary search technology in your system, um, Google's going to do it better. They're, they, they might not today, but they're going to do it better. Uh, so get in early. Uh, and it just makes sense because they're going to have the best search AI out there. Um, not to mention you'll save money in being able to uh, really apply those resources to, to other areas. Um, you're, you're not a big fan Google, of that, though. Google, Facebook, Apple, and these companies will know more about people than any job solution could ever know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Google is your browser. It's your search engine. I mean, they know where you go. Now they have a voice assistant that's going to hear everything you say in your house to serve up stuff that's relevant to you. I mean, any job site has no hope of sort of creating, you know, a paradigm of what people want and what they do and their likes and dislikes. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what say, you know, five or so companies are building is going to be incredibly hard for startups to compete with. Not just on the employment side, but but really any side, and and I agree with you. Like, um, what Google is doing, what Apple's doing, what Amazon is doing, what Facebook, you know, is hoping to do and doing on their end um, is going to be very hard to compete with. Um, so, yeah, have all the PR stunts you want, Job Tech, but uh, <laughs> you know, good luck with that. Um, also, this week as we uh, as we wrap this thing up, Apple had their big sort of tech event. Uh, this isn't the event where they unleash the new iPads and iPhones, but uh, their their tech plays. So HomePod, you mentioned um, Google Home, okay. is Apple's new sort of Siri speaker at your house. Um, so they're getting into the game, and I guess we'll end on on uh, they release their augmented reality kit for developers. Uh, so do we, do we Apple's taking a big bet on augmented reality, and you say there's no. <laughs> There's no relevance to employment whatsoever. Uh, I, I kind of think you're right, but I keep a little bit of an open mind on this stuff. Uh, <laughs> you just hate augmented reality, just like you do virtual reality. Yes, I do. I do. Unless you're playing Pokemon Go, I just don't see this happening. Um, yeah, yeah. But don't forget, next week, what, a week and a half, we're going to be in New Orleans, right? We are. What, what are we doing there? We are uh, we're shocking and awing the audience at JobGate, hopefully. <laughs> so if you're not going to JobGate in New Orleans, it's going to be the 21st and 22nd. Uh, you should check it out. You should check it out. So JobGate Conference Summit. I can't remember what they call it, but we're going to be there uh, right before they start handing out the beer. I think on day one, we might have some prior to that. Um, but we're going to be talking about... Uh, Probably a lot of Google, a lot of technology, and a, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. So it should be a good time. We'll be live and real, man. Not not augmented reality. We'll actually be there because that's and we might talk about augmented reality. Who knows? No, we won't. <laughs> All right, dude. Busy week. Uh, we'll probably get the same next week. Appreciate Sweet. the listeners. Uh, have a great weekend. We out. Cavs in seven. Later. 
This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome. Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Chiffre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics and hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts.